Hello and welcome to the Industry Insights Podcast with me, Chris Nelson. Um, today's guest we have on, um, he's an industry, a much-loved industry personality. Um, he is the business owner and well-respected, award-winning Premier Print Promotions. Um, and he's owned that company now for over 31 years. Uh, and in recent years, he's also become a bit of a LinkedIn aficionado as well. So, um, yeah, welcome to the show, Jamie. And, uh, yeah, thank you for taking the time to come on as well. All right, Chris, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. So, um, Jamie, I just wanted to, I mean, a bit of background for the pod, obviously, for people who don't know, um, which, to be fair, is including yourself, because it's, it's very new. Um, we just wanted to really, I think the whole point of why we're actually doing this is, um, I think not. I think I've seen a lot of these podcasts where you've had people coming on, industry professionals or business owners or budding journalists or anything like that. But I think me personally doing this really, um, and it's something I want the listeners to be able to to actually get, is, I am personally, I'm only seven and a half years actually into, into the industry uh, and into, well, long as I've actually had a job for either. So, um, <laughs> and it's actually the, the questions that I want to ask you today, or I want to, you know, have a chat with you about and, you know, a few different various things, but I really want to get an understanding of what, you know, how you really got to where you got to. Um, and for people like me, really, who are actually trying to, you know, be successful and, and make the way in, in an industry, um, you know, what, what you've managed to do and, and gain a bit of, you know, well, insight, should I say, yeah, obviously, hence the name of the, the podcast, in, into into little tips and, and tricks and things that you've learned along the way, um, your setbacks um, and how you've managed with those. Um, and, yeah, just a bit, of, and I think ultimately, seeing as it is, your, you know, you are on the show today, I think a bit of background about you as well. Um, yeah, no so, problem at all. Yeah, no so problem let me, at all. I was going to say, on that note, really, um, I just sort of started, uh, well, from the start, seeing as that makes sense, um, I get a bit of a background about actually Jamie Marshall himself. So, I just wanted to know, what obviously we all, a lot of people in our industry know you now, and I'm sure outside the industry as well, but we don't maybe all know, what about the, the young Jamie and, and uh, you know, where he came from? Um, I just yeah. wanted to know, what, what was he what was he like, sort of pre-business, pre-working? Oh, dear. Uh, a bit of a pain in the ass, I think. But the, uh, uh, I, don't believe I, don't know how, I don't know how I'd be described, really. I was, um, I was very self-assured as a young kid. Um, I was very sporty, very loving sport, played a lot of football, did a lot of running. Um, was very, in fairness, was very bright at school, um, was in the top, went to a bit of a rough school. We were known for our sporting prowess, not so much about our education. Um, and I wasn't really into academia, if I'm being honest. I, I was bright, I was in the top group for every subject apart from maths, which is really strange because maths is my best subject by an absolute mile. Um, didn't really get school, if I'm honest. Didn't really understand. Didn't like people telling me what to do. Didn't, didn't found most of the subjects boring, if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, didn't do any homework. Literally didn't put any effort into it at all. Um, was, was some, you mentioned, obviously, there about the, you know, the... Um, you know, having been told what to do, anything like that. Is that was that just your personality at the time? Was some, did you actually have, have a problem with the, the the man, the system, or was it just that was just who you were? You just didn't. Yeah, I've just I just don't like. I still to this day don't like being told what to do. I um, <laughs> I've never been very good with people in authority. So dormant, dormant. I seem to have a particular problem with. But um, yeah, same here. To be fair, Jamie, but maybe <laughs> for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think big big mouth, tall. Um, lively doesn't really go well with Dorman so no, um, and yeah so so yeah just never never been very good at um I'm quite respectful of people I was brought up in a very respectful family and with good manners and what have you but I just don't like yeah I, 
sitting there for long periods of time listening to stuff that I wasn't really interested in. I mean, there's certain subjects I liked. I like biology. I love PE. I like biology, funny enough, but I didn't. I didn't like <laughs> hell of. There's not. There's not a hell of a lot I can remember about school. I could say, cool, I really enjoyed that, and I yeah. really enjoyed that, and I didn't ever want to get home from school and do homework for sure. And uh, it just couldn't pin me down to doing anything. So really, I just ended up, um, yeah, as I say, in the top group for every subject, but actually failed just about every subject going. And um, <laughs> yeah, I literally. I mean, really rubbish. Like, if my if my kids showed the same attitude and application to to um, to, to school as I did, I'd I'd have throttled them by now. But um, I like, literally was I was awful. I mean, my mum my mum said that she was like a boomerang. The amount of time she had to keep going back to the school, it was like and uh, seeing the headmistress who wanted to tell her how bad I was. And uh, so they did try and encourage me to uh, go back and do all my exams again because they, they they thought that I could do a lot better but I was an I literally just walked it's the first the first time I was allowed to leave school I, I just left I mean I bumped quite a lot of my old lessons near the end anyway so I was uh, I wasn't turning up that much so yeah so, so the young thing was not very um yeah wasn't into it I did start I did do a bit of work I I, I kind of I had a unbelievably I had I don't know if you ever heard of it I had a better way around when I was about 15 What's a, what's a better way around? I've not really. Well, selling like household uh, goods, like. Oh right, better way. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's a magazine better way, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, all the people who did it were like old dears and what have you. But I um, so I did quite well because all the people on the round kind of felt sorry for me as a young kid doing such a shit <laughs> job. So I used to sell loads, and I'll be honest with you, it took me about six months, but I worked out how I could con it as well. So I was uh, <laughs> I was only double bubble for quite a while, and then um. And then the woman worked. I think I think one of her bosses worked out that she was being ripped off, and uh, and I got sacked. So I got sacked from that was this, job. Was this your first official job that you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was your very first like, paid paid work then. Yeah. So my first official job. I'm not very proud of the fact that I managed to con it and get sacked. Um, all, all in about six months. So good effort. Good I did effort. earn quite a lot of money doing it. To be fair. Right, you sounds crazy. like it, yeah, you're an absolute swindler there, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so there's always a, there was always a bit of me who, uh, yeah, who was looking for an opportunity. So yeah, so then, so, yeah, like, I literally left school and. Uh, can I, can I just oh, sorry to interrupt you, James? John, on the school thing, I think it's uh, it's really interesting because I think you, you in, in many respects, um, you're actually. I want this polar opposite. Like me, for example, you you managed, you know, you had the intellect. It was it was there. Um, yeah. And you, I have so many friends who are like this, and you know, just for whatever reason, the way you you, you were at the time, or the way you know where you are now, personality-wise or anything, you maybe didn't apply yourself. <laughs> you got someone like me. I think I was, uh, I was, I was, you know, well, I was always bang average in sets and things like that. But it wasn't. I think there was loads of things. You know, I wanted to do do better and, and tried to do better. But I think um, I just had oh whatever concentration span of, of like a newt. And uh, yeah, I'm very much like that. So that that was my I think that was my downfall, but it wasn't that I was naturally academic or um I didn't want to do it. I literally didn't want to didn't I, want I, to. Yeah. I literally had no and this on a kind of bigger subjects, kind of what's wrong with our academic system because um people are bright, they have other talents that mm. could be used, but the system doesn't let because 
let's be fair, like things you learn at school, how much of what you've learned at school were you used in the real world? Not a lot of it. I mean, um, not- you say that, but yeah. I had to just work out some Pythagoras' theorem just to get into this room. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, you bang on there. And I think that when I was in school, they, they skirted on that whole thing about what type of a learner you are and everything else. But yeah. even now, bearing, you know, I've got now a, a daughter at, at primary school and things like that. From what I'm hearing, the different things, they're still not, they're still not quite getting it and, and really uh, investing in the people who might be, you know, more creative or left side-brained or whatever like that. So it's- yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and don't get me wrong, it, my, one of my daughters is incredibly bright and she's going to go to university and She's going to make us all very proud because she's going to get fantastic results and stuff like that. And she's doing it for a career because she wants to be a, a forensic psychologist. So she knows what she wants to do. So she's going to study to achieve that, which I get and I understand. But a lot of it, I mean, really, I've just not used it. I, even you just haven't needed it. So well, it's you to say what your daughter's going to do and how she's moving forward in her, you know, what doing something that she wants to do. Um, because it makes sense that you then got the opposite type of people like me, for example, who did uh, an events management degree, which could be described as a Mickey Mouse degree. And uh, yeah, and uh, well, here here I am in, in you know obviously in, not in the events industry, so I do think uh, maybe I just saw four years worth of drinking and messing about just still appeal to me at that time. Exactly. So you had a great time, no doubt. Which I get. Yeah, yeah. You can't. I can't take that back. Do I, do I think it's absolute? you know con the money involved everything yeah i think i think so um but did i have a great time and would i take it back probably not because it's i think like i say i've got you know i think my personal opinion at the time was i've got the rest of my life to be absolutely grafting but i think just just to get back to you i think you you obviously you you got out of school and you know you were ready like yeah let's send some money let's get some uh let's get some well, no, i was brought up the, i mean like i finished school and i thought excellent i'm gonna have a few months off here and uh toss it off for a while and uh <laughs> and, and enjoy myself and my dad was like oh no you're not you're getting to work you know you're, yeah. you're finished now you've been tossing it off at school you're not going to toss it off in the real world well, I think my mum and dad were too uh too lenient on that front definitely I've told them this since I think they didn't in many respects most polite way to them I don't think they did us a favour because they were just too oh it'll be fine and like maybe the banker mum and dad got involved too many times and it shouldn't also <laughs> it didn't didn't help no my no my so my dad literally I left school and my dad had me my dad runs his own business and he had me up he had me at work the first day with him and he gave me I this little so yeah you're in that job and then um obviously you know you're still not quite you know you're not to the the premier what was the step what what's going on from this job then how did you then move okay up to so then premier? that was my that was my first job um I aced that job uh, not being big headed but I aced that job I was really good at it um I, there was there was away level students I was working with, and they'd they'd all been to uni and what have you, and I was good as all of them. So you know, yeah. it, it proved I didn't need the exams to do the job. Then I got a job with a guy who um, he did something called print farming, which is quite similar to the promo world in the fact that he basically uh, bought and sold print. So basically, he did print for lots of big companies, and he would buy and sell it. Basically, he didn't manufacture anything or didn't do you know, actually anything, but he was like a middleman, so, so that's why he called it a print farmer. And mm-hmm. um, it was just him and his wife, and he took me on as his sidekick. And it was a great business; it was like making a lot of money. And um, he kind of taught me, like with Steve Macklin, he taught me, um, he taught me a lot about buying and selling and uh, how to do it. And it was really good; I loved it. And it was like because it was so small, I could do it. I, I was allowed to do everything, like literally. Yeah. I had, I think it was a Volkswagen Scirocco or something. It's a really expensive car. 
And literally, because we were so small, I, I made my own appointments. And he let me take his really expensive car into central London and things like that when I was like 18. And uh, I bet you felt great there. Yeah, oh yeah. And I was kind of like, it just, it literally just go, oh, you've got to go to that meeting. And they'd be like, it would be like, instead, I'd try to take his car central London, never even driven in London before. And it was like, it was amazing, but but he had confidence to let me go and do it. So I kind of I kind of had to learn really quickly, and um, it, it, yeah. it was a really cool, really good experience to be honest. And, were you uh, were you nervous going into a meeting to that age, or were you were you just oh, yeah, shit, yeah, shit myself, like, yeah, proper proper packing it, you know, like uh, yeah. oh yeah, like you're going in. I was clueless. I didn't. Know. I was making it up as I went along, and. Um, that's been half my life, to be honest. Just as long as you, as long as you can sort of blank the initial stages of your life, I think you can get a good grounding for everything else. I think. Well, people just <laughs> say that I've learned a lot in life. People, people just say, "Can you do this?" And I'll just go, "Yes." And yeah. um, then I'll get it back and say to Steve, "Well, how do we do this?" And he would tell me how to do it, and we would work it out. And he'd go, "Brilliant! We'll just do it this way, do it that way." And this, and so you just had to be kind of very obliging and very, yeah, I'll get that. So and the customers would literally just go, well, I need it for next Friday or I, ne- I need it next, yeah, whatever. Yeah. There was no internet or no way of them looking up and doing another way of doing it. They, yeah, yeah. So you I were giving it. So I'm sorry. No, I was going to say just on that, on that point you just mentioned there, I think that something, again, just in, in my sort of um, time of doing, you know, working, I, I've personally found that, that's something that I think has hopefully, you know, it's helped me get to even the next level and whatever I've been doing is just sometimes saying yeah and and then just working it out as, as you go because otherwise it's, uh, I think if you sort of, no, no, that's, I've never done that before. No, no, no. You you might find yourself just just always plateauing. And I think even this, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, Chris, yeah, why do you do a podcast? Shit my pants first and then have a little bit, do a bit of digging and then find yeah. out how to do it after. So yes, it's the way you should be in life. I mean, God, the amount of things in life I could have turned down and not even had a go at, and then we've ended up getting a big deal out of it or what have you. You've got to have a go. Yeah, I think yeah. I think a lot of people get that wrong. I think that, I think I find that frustrating in our game where people don't try and find a way when you know you need to get it done. There's a chance. Yeah. How do we yeah. how do we get this done? And people don't give up. Um, do you know what I find and we'll come back on to this sorry in a minute I'm, I'm not going to we have a quick skirt over the whole COVID thing but I, I found that during the whole COVID situation if we're trying to look at any silver lining the one thing that I've found is that so many people have found different ways of doing things and and, and new ways and you know printers who previously said oh I'd, I'd never be able to do, no I can't really do that logo or whatever else and then during this period like yeah well to be honest we've took time we've been able to invest in this brand new we just yeah. took time to make a few jigs for your most popular items and whatever else and it's like you know, if we're, if we're just trying to look at positives only, that's, you know, that's that's a good thing, I think. What's the difference between success and failure, isn't it? You've got the people in our industry. Our industry is weird because there's so many different facets to it. Yeah. But you've got distributors who literally shut up shop, didn't do a thing during COVID. Like, literally went, oh, it's really hard. It's really, there's no promo work. There's nothing to do. do, do, do. And then you've got people like us who kind of fought our way through it and found a way and... Um, had a bit of luck. You always get a bit of luck in business. It's um, but you kind of make your own luck through hard work, and then yeah, you. Yeah. But you've got to. Who can sit there? I don't. I. I. How anyone? Oh, people are telling me that people were just saying like, "Well, basically, I'm having three months off, or I'm doing this." Oh no! no. I heard this. Yeah, we're going to put the business down to a flicker of a heartbeat, and uh, yeah. just thinking, I'm like, yeah, but 
like I don't know I don't know you know it doesn't there's more to it than that I think you've got to we did I think one of our biggest things was you know no matter what business was physically coming through um we were just trying to make ourselves relevant in in, in any way we could you were really good I, I, I know this isn't a loud tech podcast but you guys were really good you you did keep yourselves relevant you did lots of different things you just kept yourself and you said about my LinkedIn that's where my LinkedIn things kicked off from really I was writing it from the heart of what was actually going on and there was I was having shit times I was having really bad times and really hard times and really stressful but then I was having amazingly good times at the same time it was really weird yeah I think uh, I saw some of your posts where you'd said you know all right, today, I'm not going to lie, I've done a few, you know, mopey posts and now I've, I've had to wake up and give myself a bit of a slap in the face and, and, mm. and pick myself up. And you could sort of, you could hear that in your, in the post that you put out there. I think you could really yeah. hear that, that was, that was exactly what was going on in your mind at the time. Well, you've got, we went from 30 staff, we've got nine staff now. I mean, like yeah. literally, we've ripped the heart out of a business that I love, that I, I've, that I was really, really proud of and really, Really, you know, everyone knew that we love it. We love the staff thing, and we love the whole point of that. And yeah, we ripped, we basically ripped the guts out of it because we had to. Yeah, know? we've we've. To be honest, we, I, I actually this again second podcast episode, but the first one was just you know my little uh, recce with Neil, and he just said the same thing. There was no, you know, he's talked about difficult times, and there's always times in business where you know you may have dipped a bit and made the wrong decision or whatever else. But when through no fault of your own, your just your business is being stripped and turned chunk after chunk out of, and it it's heartbreaking. I think, and it, it I think for us personally, I'm sure you'll say the same thing. It was um, no matter how much you know you're picking each other up each day. I think it was it was tangible. You could feel it in the in the atmosphere in the office, and it was yeah, it's really not not pleasant experience for anyone. I don't it's think very, it was really odd, very very odd experience, and yeah, I think I've learned loads from it. But you always do when. From the negatives, you always learn. You learn as you learn as much from failure as you do from success. You should yeah, learn, yeah. but you should learn from both, basically. And um, well, to be honest, it was one of the questions I was going to ask you. You you posted the other day um, about negativity and, and its effect in the office. And I, 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 for one, we've had certain personalities during this period. You know, some with us, and they changed their attitudes. Some who, who who ended up unfortunately having to you know part ways, but. It is. I think the negativity thing. I am so on board with the idea that negativity in an office it's like an illness. Like you, you oh. won't even you won't realize. One person could be, uh, you know, saying X, Y, Z about negative thoughts of any way, and you don't realize that the person who's not really even that negative they'll stand up and go. To be honest, yeah, da, 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 da. and then the per- you know the girl who's just sat typing away, she turns around and goes, "Well, I wasn't going to say this, but the other day. and all of a sudden it is literally like watching a virus itself spread out negativity, and it's not it's it's not good at all." I'm 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 really positive. Like my whole life attitude is positive. I, I'm very very half cup full. Very mm. I, I kind of feel like like if you have a bad day, I, my 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 attitude always is it's another day tomorrow, and you wake up the next morning and you start again. And yeah, my wife always laughs because my daughter, one of my daughters, is really grumpy in the morning, and I'm always whistling and happy in the morning. <laughs> and she can hear us having words in the kitchen, like, and I come into her and go. Oh for Christ's sake, she's so grumpy. And I, you know, and I and, and it's really, really odd. But I I I literally hate negative. I literally want to hit people with a stick when they're negative. I, I just I just hate it. Yeah. Well to be honest, I mean this again, sorry, I'm going a bit off tangent on a few things, but I feel like we're on a journey with where you're up to, but I'd rather just, you yeah. know, naturally while you're on these points. Um I uh, I had you know did a bit of research and I, I heard obviously last time you were speaking, you're on about like 
getting up early in the morning and what time what time do you do you get up like super early you go for a walk every day and yeah well i try to um the kind of routine is i get out with the dogs so i um i take the dogs for a walk every morning for about an hour 50 minutes now and it just kind of starts my day the right way and uh oddly oddly i've been a bit knackered lately so i've been actually i've changed it around a bit and i've been getting up still but i've been walking them a bit later in the morning so i've been having like a minute when I'm at home, I've been having like a mid-morning break and taking the dogs there, which I found quite nice as well. It's just it's just breaking yeah. the day up. But I do like to start the day kind of positive. And it's kind of, I find if you go, I'll either kind of just walk and think or I'll listen to a podcast or, I'll, you know, to be fair, I never listen to music. I, I sometimes listen to sport when it's on and uh, I like it when the cricket's on in another country and I listen to commentary. And I, I listen to that in there. <laughs> It's kind of my routine, and I've got a really strange kind of routine. So I do that, and then in the evening, I always have a really long bath and have a think of the bath in the evening. And I, people always, my wife's always amazed how long that I can spend in the bath. It's just like <laughs> I just, it's thinking time. I just like it. It's, it's yeah. relaxed and chilled, and it kind of, I don't know. I kind of start the day well and finish the day well. And I find if I do that, that kind of, um, that like that helps. Yeah. Well, I think something I was going to ask was basically. I mean, how, how the actual, because my biggest problem, and to be fair, you've actually just affirmed something for me, because I have just recently, I think I've got, I mentioned it just pre-coming on the podcast, I've got a one-year-old daughter at the minute, and as I say, I was reading something about, um, I think it's basically like, it's called sleep regression, where, I mean, I, it's amazing to have, how good it can feel when you realise that whatever steps you've been doing, that you feel like you're going backwards, something something doesn't sit well with me when I feel like, oh no, why are we going backwards here? I feel like we're making somewhere, but... I do. It gives me a little bit of hope that because when you felt tired, you change things up a bit. Because I think I, I've got a real problem with beating myself up. Because you know, I, I went through that. You know, I think you've seen that I did that post about right for the first time ever in my life. I, I really wanted to get things on track and say. I'd worked it out with Neil actually. Neil really helped me on this, and um, we basically said we looked at all the key factors that were maybe you know affecting my life and how I could do things differently. One of the key things we actually worked out is if I just started my entire day a little bit sooner or. or you know better and getting up and going for a run or because I was doing a run at night but then that was affecting how I can maybe support when I get home to help with the family and yeah. if I did it in my own time and then go to work a little bit earlier and, and just started in that way it would help but it, the bit that was reassuring what you said then is sometimes in life I, I have just been so tired at the minute and you can't always do things exactly how you want them and I'm sure in another period of my life I'll, I'll feel differently. You should never beat yourself up for this is where people get things like diets wrong and exercise wrong and what have you you are going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you miss it. For me, you're going to have days where you drink a bottle of wine when you shouldn't have. You're going to, you know, you've, eat, you've eaten a load of crap and yeah. and all that. But what's the point? Of, what, what is the literal point? This is, again, negativity and negative people. What's yeah, the point yeah. of worrying about it? You've done it. You've done the crime. Just the next day, make up for it a bit. Do something a bit better the next day or what have you. Yeah. Just, um, make sure you drink a load of water and make sure you, you know, just... Yeah, try and balance it out again. Yeah, just don't. There is no point in beating yourself up about anything. It's just you know, it it just causes negative thoughts in your head and what have you. And you really just you've just I suppose it's part of getting older, isn't it? You've just got to kind of we're here to enjoy it, you know. And beating you yourself up, about, you know. Have you seen how much you know how many calories you lose when you go for a run? It ain't very many, so it's kind <laughs> of. Uh, you have to do a lot of bloody exercise to get rid of it, so you might as well yeah. enjoy it. To be uh, fair, yes, I remember saying that once. It was like um, if you eat a Maltese, you should you would have to run from the halfway line to the goals to get rid of it. 
It's like, I don't even want to know those maths. Let's just eat the Maltesers no. and just have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And if you spend your life thinking about that, God, how boring would it be? You know? oh, yeah. well, I think that's the problem with a lot of our generation. I think we're just, we are just overloaded with information about how, oh, well, if you do this, then you shouldn't do this, and this should be this, and too much of this is making you this. And, and it's like, it's a bit of a, yeah, a bit of an overload. It's the um, social media, isn't it? It's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Constant. Uh, Constant, yeah. Like kids, they constantly look up stuff, constantly know about stuff, constantly. Yeah. Oh, the amount of, I don't know, how many kids have got anxiety nowadays? How many kids have got this? They've got that. Yeah. We didn't even know what anxiety was when I was 16, 17. No, that's what, that is, that is what, my, my dad said the same thing in it. I just said, like, I feel like, yeah, because I think that's the problem. You, you do end up just sort of like mulling over things. You don't even need to, it's like with my notification, I'll pick up my phone now and straight away there'll be news telling me about news about, you know, a bomb that's gone off in in, in well, the Middle East or whatever. I'm not saying that that's not, it's, it's very important, but maybe just in the middle of my day, pre-meeting, I didn't need to maybe see it right there and then. Um, exactly so. that, and it's taking your concentration. How many people do you see flicking on their phone when they should be doing something? Or Yeah, like, true. Like I could be on my phone now with you doing a quick email or doing a quick this, doing a quick that. Higher rudeness, isn't it? I mean, I had a guy at a meeting with the other day, and literally he was doing emails while he was having the Zoom thing. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And I... He's a customer, so I couldn't really say a lot, but I wanted to say, Oi, get off your email. I'm here, you're meant to be talking to me and listening to what I'm saying and concentrating. Yeah. yeah. And you just, so you kind of, I don't know, that's old school manners and what have you, isn't it? But it's um, it's a very different world now, isn't it? It's very, um, we're all consumed by our phones, aren't, aren't as bad as anyone, to be honest. But um, yeah. you don't you sometimes don't realize you're doing it, but I do make a point of putting mine down. I, mean, I do make a point of, I put it like, Sometimes I would just leave it in the kitchen or what have you. It's just so so that I don't. I know that I'm not going to go near it for a while. Yeah, no, you definitely. I think you've definitely. Yeah, you have to do that sometimes. Just have that cut off and get a bit of headspace as well. Mm, yeah, so, and work. You know, you've got to switch off from work, haven't you? It's, it's your emails are coming all day long in the evening at the weekends, what have you? Yeah, you can't, can't be think about work all the time, can you? It's just no. Definitely, definitely not. Um, but Jamie, I was going to say, sorry, yeah, so thank you for that. Um, I feel like I went for a counselling session there, but I was more just, yeah, it's, <laughs> I just was thinking I was, I was actually personally curious about, to be fair. So um, to get back to uh, on the track, sorry, we, we were up to where you were in your previous job and obviously just pre-getting uh, to Premier. Um, oh, yeah, so I was with Steve and um, yeah. at the print farm, and that was going really well. Um, I could see myself being there for a long time, and then he... Wanted to get into manufacturing, and I could, I didn't get it. He was making loads of money, um, and he wanted to buy machinery, and he wanted to um, have a big factory, and he wanted to do this and wanted to do that. And he was telling me all these plans. And I was thinking to myself, well, well why are you going to do that? You know, what this thing is sweet at the moment. Why do you want to? You know, I don't get it. And uh, and he did it, and he and, he, um, and then it, it suddenly dawned on me that he was doing all this stuff, and there was not the people in place there wasn't a production manager there wasn't this there wasn't that and I said to him well who's doing this job and who's doing that job and who's doing that and he was like well you're going to do it and I was like oh am I and he was like yeah you're going to be the production manager you're going to do this you're going to do that and I was like oh okay so I'm going to get what five grand pay rise ten grand pay rise how much are you going to give me extra and he said oh I'm not I'm budgeted I'm budgeted for any pay rises he said and to be fair you know this is a good opportunity for you. And I said, no, 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 I'm not taking all that responsibility at my age, 19 or whatever I was. Um, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking all that responsibility and not getting a pay rise. I said, it's not fair. And uh, we had a bit of a set two about the whole thing. And I said, I and so I went home that night and I told my dad what he said. 
And, he's, and my dad said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I've already told him I'm quitting. Um, I said, I'm going to quit in a week. And uh, my dad said, well, that's a ballsy old move, isn't it? And I said, well, I, that's what I've told him. And I said, no, I've said it. I can't go back on it, can I? That's what I've said. <laughs> and um, I was hoping that he would counter-offer me the next day. So I went back the next day and he didn't counter-offer me. Obviously, he thought I was a bit shit, really, I think, to be honest. Uh, so, um, so I kind of... Um, so I did. I, I, I basically left a week later and uh, had nothing to do. So, like, um, I was sitting at home and my dad was like, well, what are you going to do now then? And I was like, well, I don't know. And he said, well, he worked with, um, so dad got had his own business, but he was chairman of the local football club. And he oh, said, well, why don't you sell advertising for the football club? Because um, they're really rubbish at it and you could get commission from what you sell. I said, well, that sounds like quite a good idea. Um, and he said, and some of the other local football clubs would let you do it for them as well. And they did. So basically, Premier started, I was selling advertising for local football clubs. And my, and then I got, I, I got like four or five football clubs. Then I got the local carnival. Then I got something else. And I was selling all this advertising. But while I was selling the advertising, I was um, still saying to people, when I was going to see them, selling them the advertising, I was saying to them, well, why don't you do who does your printing? Who does it? Because I've learned it all from Steve. I started doing that. So I started doing a bit of print farming and that as well while I was doing the advertising. And but people kept asking me really oddly for pens. Always pens. Never know no other product, just pens. You do pens. It's like, yeah, I'll do pens. Do you do pens? Yeah, I'll do pens. So I kept getting asked. So I kept supplying these pens. Funny enough, there's a bit of a story here, but I, I was buying them from a company called uh, Almalad in Colchester, and um, who are well known in our industry, one of your competitors, funny enough. Right. And um, so I was buying them off them. I started nicking their leaflet. Well, every time I went in and picked an order up, because in them days you'd pick them up and deliver them personally as well, I'd nick some more of their uh, leaflets, I'd cut their details off the bottom, and I'd put my <laughs> business card on the top. Really? <laughs> how I used to do it. And I was getting more and more and more of this stuff. So, and that just started taking over from the advertising. And the advertising was quite hard work, a bit boring. I didn't really enjoy it. But just, and that is literally how Premier started. So, like, we just like, we just used to run around. But there was, to start with, there was me and two partners. There's me, my dad, and, my, and one of my friends. And they, um, but they weren't really involved in the business. They just put a bit of money up to start with. So the business was started on four grand and my um, and my Ford Escort that was that's what started <laughs> and, um, and yeah and then uh, and then I, I got rid of them after a little while and uh, and went off on my own right so, fair play cool yeah. cool cool um, right so yeah so you, you mentioned your dad there so was he already in the industry you say or you mentioned uh, my dad my dad's always done uh, glass and windows and stuff like that so but he helped you start up Pardon? Did he help? You said then you was, you was two of your mates and your dad, did you say? Or um, one, one of my mates and my dad, yeah. My dad gave me the advice to set up. He had, a, he had a shop in Whitham and the, um, basically I had a little office in his shop, a public shop. And yeah. um, so he gave me the office rent free and uh, we set up. It was tiny little. It was tiny, like really yeah. small office. We ended up taking over his whole top floor. And then, uh, and then we had to move in the end because we got too big. But, um, but yeah, so, so it was quite a family thing to start with. Uh, yeah. 
So obviously you you got mentioned about you know you you got big and, and things you that was I'm guessing a lot of organic growth that was happening. Um, but yeah. I've obviously on top of that I know obviously over the years you you, you know you've acquired uh, you know companies as well. Um, yeah. I just wanted to know just basically how how did you how do you find that I mean the whole the whole acquisition of, of different businesses and you know is there any any advice around that that you you sort of learned along the way that you would like yeah, to give or. They've been fun, those the acquisitions. There's been some. Uh, they've all been good. We've done all right. To be fair, we've done all right with all of them. Um, the business has actually done quite well out of all of them. I mean, I think before COVID, our top ten customers, I think something like eight of them come from acquisition. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So, so we we did well. It's quite um. It's quite interesting way of doing it. You have to. We've done them all on gut, really. Uh, Everyone always says, how did you do it? How did you work out the multiples? How did you do this? How did you do that? Didn't do any of that. Just kind of worked out the head. Put, put things down on bits of paper and just kind of uh, worked yeah, out what yeah. I thought they were worth and then went for it. Um, I know some of the companies have been in different places around the UK. Were some around, were some close to you as well? Yeah, so the first, so that's where the long story come from. We bought, the first company we bought was a company called Transworld. And they were, that was Amalad, who I used to buy my pens from, become Transworld. Ah, so I see. Malcolm and Adrian Stevenson, who are now in Freshman Europe. Ah, right. It was their distributor. So basically, the company I used to buy off, I, used, I ended up buying, which was quite kind of... That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it was Weird. kind of cool. Yeah. And we, got, we got their staff and we got... Well, I think we got something like seven staff at the time. It was quite... It was very hard work that one and very emotional because the girls didn't know in the company and we had to go to a hotel in Colchester and literally tell them that we'd taken over the company and they were coming to work from us from Monday or whenever it was. And did they physically come to you or did you have yeah, two offices? No, they come to us and they were literally, there was, there was tears and there was women, yeah. hysterical women. Oh, and God. Yeah. Was, I mean, what was your, when, when that happened, I mean, what was your... I'm guessing I've seen I've been in different businesses before when I've seen that they've had this acquisition in, in a different company. And I think one of the first things they sort of said was, right, well, you know, this happened. We're, we're, we're sort of the new you know face of the company. But is there a big thing about culture there where you have to say, right, this is what we're all about. And I, I hope you're on board or, you know, how does yeah, that it's work? It's very difficult. It's very, very difficult because you, especially with Premier, we run it in a certain way. We're, we're, we're kind of. Very different nowadays, actually, but like different personality and yeah. demand quite got high expectations and quite we are quite demanding to be fair. And I think it's a bit of a shock. I think when you come into it, it's a bit of a shock. And what it is is every company's run differently. And I think when the girls were at um, Transworld, I think they 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 did quite a lot themselves uh, left to their own devices a little and so then they come in us now the boss who was questioning everything they were doing and yeah why'd you do it like that when you could be doing it like this and it's all trained and as i said to you this the way our industry is it's all very very differently run very very different company and so we think the way that we run it was obviously the best way and uh and they obviously think the way they do it is the best way as well so you have that clash straight away and Obviously, they're different people who've not grown up in your environment. They're not used to this bald-headed bloke marching around the office 
shouting his mouth off, swearing, being politically very incorrect, and um, <laughs> you know all these things. But you, but you laugh; it's true. I mean, it's it's absolutely true. I mean, not like it is to the extent it now. I mean, you can get away with a lot more in those days. Now, yeah, but, yeah. Now you can't do half the things. Is this now where you have to go back to all these people and say? Yeah, just pretend I never said any of those things then. We're in a very more, <laughs> it's a very more sensitive world. <laughs> you see things and you hear about things and you think, Jesus. I know, I know. We, we've seen things recently and gone like, oh, yeah, just, you know, shit, I'm just trying to think back now. Has there been anything that's been said that could be seen as controversial? Or Yeah, I mean, there, there is that and you do think that and you think, blimey, you know, the things that have gone on and what have you. Not terrible things. No, no, God, no, no. The humour and the... the banter, yeah. The, yeah, the, ban- the banter, you know, like our place is banter. Banter City, you know, and I don't think you, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like most offices, I don't think. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, I think I've said it before, it's a bit like Ricky Gervais's The Office. Place, <laughs> and, uh, and you so you're David Brent then? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's Ryan. Ryan's David Brent. Ryan's David Brent, don't I'm more like Gareth, I think. But, um, but, the, um, but you, um, no, you, you do realise and you realise and you learn a lot. I mean, I'm very different person now than I was 20 years ago or even 15, yeah. even 10 years ago to be fair but you um do you tell people that when they you know when they at the very beginning of coming with Premier of the interview stage or anything do you sort of like this who we are so you know you better you might as well be on board yeah. now uh, I mean you've had interviews where me and Ryan are swearing at each other in the interview and things like that so it's really <laughs> unprofessional but they've got to know it's like that you know or else, yeah week one they'll be like what did I sign up for there's no point yeah. I mean, we used to have a thing where we did an interview and it's like, we used to have a thing, what, we make up a silly word and say, you've got to get that word in the interview, that's got to be in there, you know, and it's like, like, what, like gymnastics, so today you've got to say gymnastics, and you yeah. say gymnastics, but one of us would get the word in to the interview and we'd both burst out laughing in the middle of the interview, things like that. It's very childish, but it's very funny, but it's very yeah, impressive it's you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, you mentioned then about um, you know, the the ball guy walking up and down the office, whatever. In terms of you as a personality, I, I have you I, you've, you've you've hinted at it through various things you said, but have you seen your own, you know, yourself change over the, in terms of let's say I'm guessing there's points of premier we've thought, you know, this is it, this is going absolutely amazing. I, I you know, I am Jimmy Big Bollocks right here. Has, has that happened or have you have you been Yeah, there was Quite famously, there was there was a point where we were literally having it off. I mean, it, yeah, I could I was pooing money basically, <laughs> and you, um, I mean, it was yeah, unbelievably good. And I remember being I think I've told this story before, but I remember being in a being in Hong Kong, like probably Sanjay and Neil and that were all there with us as well. But we was out in a bar really late in the evening, like half two in the morning, absolutely beard up to the eyeball. I do. I think I was out with Horner that night, actually, and I believe it was another. I was trying to wear all different hats that people were wearing in the club, and I was wearing as many different hats as I could wear in one night. And literally, I was taking people's hats, put them on. It was, it was like one of those hilarious little nights you had. Yeah. yeah. And, um, there was a guy called Simon Putnick was there. You before? I know, yeah, no Simon though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was running a very successful company, and he was being. He was having a good time, but he was being quite serious and he was chatting to me and he was um, chatting about business. And we was just like, I was more interested in having a laugh and what have you, but he really wanted to talk business. And he was asking me all about Premier and he was asking me what my margins were, what this was, what that was. 
what else going on? I don't bloody know. I've got no answer for that. And he asked me another question. I was like, I don't know that. Another one. He was like, you don't know a lot about your business. And I was like, oh, shut up. I, I quoted something like, we made X amount of money last year. That's all I need to know. And I literally was that arrogant, that because I was being really big bollocks and really giving it up large. Like, it doesn't matter. We made that. And he was like, and he was saying to me, no, you need to know this. You need to know that. You need to know this. You need to know that. You need to know what your gross profit is. You need to, you need, you should know all, oh, you need to know your conversion. You should know all these numbers. And I was like, oh, shut up, mate. I know what I'm doing. I've made all this money. I can't be that bad at what I'm doing because I've made all this money. Yeah. And I was kind of giving it large and I was kind of not listening to him. And I was kind of being a bit, uh, I don't know. I wasn't sure what respect he deserved, to be totally honest. Yeah, right, yeah. And I remember that to the day because everything that he was talking to me about, I if you ask me now, I would answer every one of those questions. I'd know every number, I'd know every I'm good with numbers as well. So it wasn't that I just didn't know. I mean, I was a 19-year-old kid who started up a business and suddenly become really successful and made loads of money. I hadn't been taught in it. I hadn't been, any, I hadn't been to any lessons and, and learned anything. Yeah. All I knew is what I was learning on the job, basically. And so no one had ever told me that I needed to know any of these numbers or know all of this stuff. Or to, so that do, you, do you think that, that particular thing, the numbers thing, is that is that something you now always have? You know, you always know exactly what you're up to. Is that something you would say is a is a really important thing to know? Inside that, you should know your numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know your break evens. You should know your profit margins. Yeah, your, your conversions. You should know all. Oh, you should yeah. know. You should know all oh, inside out. And yeah. You should, you, you should be having a look at it and making sure is there any trends in it? Is are we doing something different? Have we lost part of our percentage? What have we done? I think that is part of it. The, the loss aspect. You don't sometimes. Really, I don't know. Sanjay Neil are absolutely all over this. The, the whole idea of the the leaky bucket thing, where you think you're absolutely smashing it in one department, but it's just there's other shit that you don't you shouldn't be just leaking out the other side and there's no need for it the leaky bucket thing is a really good thing it if you've got that bucket and you're pouring it in and it's just pissing out the holes out the bottom yeah. there is no you know there there is no point and so many people don't know yeah and i didn't know i mean you there was a point there's a part of me that still thinks why well, i didn't need to know because i was earning so much bloody money <laughs> it, it didn't matter because it didn't really at the time. But potentially, I'm guessing you could have been so much more as well in that at that stage, maybe. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. yeah. So yeah. much more, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And maybe you've thought about it a bit more and you've done a, some things uh, differently. It's, uh, everyone can look back. I mean, I don't look back with regret at all, but everyone can look back and go, if I'd have done this differently, I could have, you know, it's. Yeah. Um, and, and that's for sure. And now, when you look at us now, we're such a tight team. We know. Inside, like we had a meeting with our accountant the other day. There's three of us in the meeting, four of us in the meeting with three from Premier. The three from Premier could have answered any of the questions the accountant asked. We all knew. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, that's incredible that's awesome. and, re- and really good. And I, I'm, I'm really proud of that, that we, we're so on it and we, we, so, we so know it now. But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was that was the biggie big bollocks moment for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got to have feel like anyway. That's the, that's the main thing. But I was going to ask you as well. I mean, obviously, we talk about the 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 big moments, the the, the points where you're absolutely rocking it. I know. Um, again, if I've done my research right, you, you historically um, Premier was heavily invested in the farmer sort of game as well at some point. Yeah, and obviously, right. 
for people who don't know or outside the industry, um, because of how it was seen as, am I right? I think it was seen as sort of like, it could be seen as a bribe and the yeah. whole laws changed around that. And you, am I right? thinking from that, you, you lost a lot, a lot of business. Is that? It destroyed our business, basically. Did it? Yeah. So is this? Is this? We've already touched a little bit on COVID. That particular instance was that probably like your biggest setback? Would you say, or well, that and COVID, yeah. The, the, yeah. The two, the, the, biggest, the two biggest of those, those two things. Um, but the the farm one was worse for me because with COVID, we've uh, what the trendy word is pivot. We've been nimble and we pivoted. We yeah. have done that, and we. We've done that successfully, to be fair. So actually, although COVID, we can go on to this if you want. Although COVID was a bad thing, it was also a good thing for Premier. So we've actually managed to turn it into a, an opportunity rather than a, a terrible thing. Yeah. Uh, with the farmer thing, I suppose we did the same with the farmer thing, but that was, I mean, it was 60, 70, even maybe more of our business. Oh, you know, geez. It was, we were... You, you couldn't understand, and people could understand. I could go to four or five meetings a week in those days, and I could pull 100 grand's worth of business. And I could, and I wouldn't have to do any other business. I would just go to those four or five meetings, pull that business, yeah. and that was our week done. You know, and it was, but they were, every order was like 20 grand, 30 grand. You know, people, um, I, I remember being at one of the shows, like, like merchandise well now it wouldn't have been that but i remember talking to one of the suppliers and he said what's your average order and uh, i went oh my average order is four grand and he went um no it's not you're lying and i went my average order is four grand i said Jeez. and he went no the average order of the industry is 250 quid yeah i was going to say that's what i thought <laughs> and i went no it my average order is four grand and i wasn't lying it, my average yeah order yeah and um so it was a very, you know, it was a great thing. You could walk in and get these huge orders and we had these huge contracts and everything. And literally, it was your your main boss, Sanjay, who rang me up. Me and Sanjay have always got had a relationship that goes back many years. I've always got on brilliantly. And yeah. he rang me up and he said, Jamie, are you sitting down? And I said, no. And he said, well, you want to sit down? I said, well, why, why do I want to sit down? What are you on about? And he said, no, sit down a minute. And he said, in the next six months, your business is about to fall apart. And I said, so, you know, like, literally, what are you saying, Sanjay? And uh, a lot of people probably don't know, but Sanjay's got family all over the world and they're heavily invested in the American market. And the American side were doing massive orders for pharmaceutical. Well, they had the ruling on the pharmaceutical rules first. So it hit America and they did the bribery act, blah, blah, blah. And it decimated the whole promo industry in America. Yeah. And that just that just called that and it just happened. And Sanjay, fortunately for me, was good enough to ring me and say, What happens in America soon follows in the UK. Mm-hmm. So you need to get your house in order and sort it out. Um, because you're gonna be buttered, basically. And he was right, and it's exactly and it was he he called it completely right, it was exactly what happened. So that's what caused us that whole movement. What I then did at that time. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What did you? How did you manage when you lose that amount of business? Well, we sat on sat on quite a good bank balance and were quite healthy. So we that's when we brought Transworld because right. I tried to replace the I tried to replace the lost turnover with some new turnover, and so that was my thinking was 
let's go and let's go and buy another business and replace it. So that's what caused the first acquisition actually was that um so we right, did that and we did and we did Transworld and then we just built we just built it back up from there, not ever to the you know I mean the numbers are as big now um or they were before COVID. Um we got it back to the same level, if not, well, we're actually bigger in the end. We got it back bigger. Oh, really? Right. But, how, long would, um, how long did that take? Oh, God, six years. Was it? Yeah. Probably six years. Um, went through lots of stuff, suffered an incredible bad debt. Uh, to, had to take a guy to court for a quarter of a million quid. Uh, we had all sorts going on. Uh, got divorced as well in the middle of that. Um, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> That cost me more than a quarter of a million quid. So, yeah, so that had quite a lot of pressure going on in the meantime. Um, but always kind of come through, really, and always there's always a plan. Yeah. I'm no, I'm no genius, but we kind of worked our way through it. And I think uh, that's what we mentioned before, though. I think there is people who just roll over when that type of thing happens, and it's... Uh, it's the ones who basically say, all right, okay, come on, come on, listen, you know, let's get back up. What can we do differently? What can we, you meant pivot or whatever it would be. Um, because that pharma specialist went bust, basically, when that pharmaceutical thing happened, people in our industry who specialised in pharmaceutical went bust. There was, there was companies yeah. went bust. Yeah, yeah, and you managed Other to. Other companies win. like mine, Lesmo would be one. We always used to compete massively with Lesmo. Um, I don't know what they're called something else now, aren't they? Uh, promenade, sorry. Promenade, yeah, Mike. So uh, we, uh, yeah, we used to um, we used to compete with them massively, and they've managed to do the same as us. And yeah. um, it's just the way you. It's an attitude thing, isn't it? You got to get up the next day, and you got to go again. And it's true, no, hundred percent. I just thought, well, there's other work out there. It must be other work out there. There's other people doing what we do, so yeah, it must be other work. So we just went after other work. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Just because that farmer thing had happened, it's not to say that that just happened to you. There's so much other obviously businesses just go along about the busy days without even knowing what had even happened. I'm guessing so. Yeah, but the numbers were so huge. That was the that was the hardest thing to get used to. Was I was used to huge orders. Just yeah, huge. yeah. God, right. Yeah. yeah, but like I say, but you came through the other side of it, and now obviously, uh, yeah, we're 31 years down the line. Um, yeah. you, are, you are where you are, and obviously you turned, it was 50 last year, was it? Yeah, 50 at Christmas. I had COVID on my birthday. Oh, so. did you really? Oh, God, yeah. happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you find, if you want my message, how did you find turning 50? Did you take it in your stride, or was it like a bit of a blow? Yeah, it's, it's just an age thing, isn't it? I'm not. Not I'm, I'm, I'm quite a young person at heart, so I don't really care. Um, yeah, yeah. It doesn't bother me. As long as I can still run and I'm still quite fit. And um, I, I, I know it's no difference, really. I feel the same as I did when I was 25. So yeah. I don't... See, that's the thing. You know, I always thought, I've always been like this age, and I don't mind people get so bothered about it. And then uh, 30, I'm t- I, I don't know what, I turned 30 last year, or the year before. And uh, yeah, I just felt like my whole body seems to just like change overnight. I'm, some, I'm sure of something... Bio, you mentioned biology when you're in school. You're, I don't know what happens at that, that age, but I, I, so I feel like it hit me a bit hard, the old 30. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You just, I suppose there are things. That, I don't really, I haven't really, I'll be honest with you, I lost my hair when I was 25. So I'm, I'm yeah, like, it, it, it does get a bit, it does get a bit grey when, um, it does get a bit, a bit grey when it grows a bit. But <laughs> other than that, I've not really noticed. Anything. I'm a bit of a grumpy old man now. It's like a bit like now when they say, 
the pubs are open, you can go and sit out in a beer garden. I'm like, no, nah, it's too bloody cold. I'm like, <laughs> I have a glass of wine at home, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So have you not seen the video? Have you not seen the video of the guy who like unintentionally by the BBC? He's been completely like set up for a, a fail. Like he's basically sat in the pub and uh, he's obviously waiting the whole time. I think it was about a week and a half ago or whenever it reopened. And uh, they go to him like, "All right, mate. So here you are. You're back in the pub. And how exciting is this? And I bet you've been waiting now for so long to get this." And he sat there, this poor guy, and he's got a bottle of Corona. Bear in mind, as you said, you could have had that in your own house. And he's like. So go on then. How is it? How's your, how's your first pint? And he gets this bottle of Corona and like pours it into the glass slowly. And he's like, oh, aye. Oh, that's good. That That's really good. I'm watching thinking, mate, you could have, you could have had that in your own house. Yeah, so, yeah, it, he got stitched up big time by the BBC. Yeah, further the price as well, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that almost killed me, yeah. I've got three pints. To be fair, I'm definitely preaching to convert up here because up north, it's when I come down south, like apart from getting a nosebleed at the Watford Gap, I... Uh, the, the drinks prices just scare me completely. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, crazy, exactly. crazy, crazy. Yeah, seven <laughs> quid a pint or whatever it is. Oh, it's savage, absolutely yeah. savage. And um, so yeah, we, we touched on before about obviously coming into um, you know into Premier and and knowing what you're all about. But I was going to ask you actually, in terms of actually you know working at Premier, is there anything you? I, I don't know if you, I think Neil sort of mentioned about the uh, the Jay Humphreys podcast. I think you listened to it as well. Yeah. Um, we did the whole thing with Clive Woodward, and he was on about the his non negotiables. Oh, um, yeah. So I just wanted to know, I mean, is there something you say now? Because um, I think Sanjay pointed this out to me, but if I just said non-negotiables, I think it's like, well, in, in what? It could be in so many aspects of my life. But about, I, w- I would sort of say from specifically working at Premier, is there something you would say to, to people that they, they your non-negotiable is X, Y, Z or, you know, two or three? Yeah, it's, it's well, several things. We always say fun. You've got to be fun. So, yeah, you know, yeah. If, if you haven't got a sense of humour and you and you haven't got any and you haven't got funny bones, you ain't coming in the door basically because you um, waste of time. You're not going to last. You're not going to last. It's yeah. uh, you've got, you've got to be so. So fun is a big thing for us. But the, the real things, I think, honesty is massive. Um, mm-hmm. You want people to you want people to just be honest about everything. You want people to speak their mind. You want people to say if something's not right, you want them to tell you it's not right. If they've made a mistake, you want them to be honest enough to admit they've made a mistake. So honesty is a massive one for me. I think enthusiasm and and passion. Um, I love our industry. I mean, I hope that that comes across, but I love what I do. I get up every morning looking forward to work. It's not a day I don't look forward to work. Um, I, I, I love the people. I love everything about about. It's mad, isn't it, about merchandise. My, my kids and my wife reckon I only sell kings, but they, they <laughs> literally, I love it. I, I love it and with a passion. So the yeah, people yeah. I employ have got to love it with a passion as well and they've got to be enthusiastic about their work and they've got to be enthusiastic. It's got, it's, it goes back to that positivity thing, doesn't it? You've got to, be, you've got to have a positive attitude. And that's yeah, the yeah. thing that got out of hand. When we were 30, I suppose, when you, when you look at what's happened with COVID, we got a staff of 30 and there was people in the 30 who didn't have those, what I've just talked about. And there was people in the 30 who were probably just coming to work to get paid because they wanted their money. That's not what I want. I don't want people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually now we've reduced the numbers and we're down to a much smaller team. Everyone's got the right, if the culture is right, yeah, and, uh, the values are right, and the people here now, are like 
nothing against the people who've gone, who've come and gone, but the people we've got here are the right people. And I did post about this. I've got some real negative. A few of the old staff come on and thought I was having a personal dig at them and were popping me on there and things like that. And actually, all the people, I can comment this on here, everyone who commented, it wasn't about them. None of it was about I actually liked the people who commented, so it was quite funny, really. So, um, <laughs> but, but, so I took the, I, to be fair, I took the post down because it was getting negative, it was getting their negative vibe. Um, but, but I was trying to say the culture is very good now. Oh, yeah. yeah, and again, I think that's looking at um, you know it's the negative things that have happened, but at least in that aspect, you're looking at all right. Well, all right, we've had to do that, but at least these are the positives we've got, and this is it. We have now a team that I'm, you know, I love and and I'm so badly on board with the with the culture and everything else. So I'm guessing that's massive. what you're trying to get at. That's a massive positive, massive positive. And we did have we had some influence that was bad, and uh, that spread. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot from that. And I learned a lot that if anyone ever, I'll say this quite frankly on here, if anyone ever walked in my office and showed me the same kind of disrespect that I got, um, they'd get my foot up their ass and they'd be out the door. Um, <laughs> and it would never, it will never happen again. Uh, it, it will never happen again. So uh, yeah, fair play. And I knew it, and I let it happen, and that that was a bad one on me, to be honest. Um, I think I think to be honest, we've um, we've actually been doing a cultural. Um, a complete overhaul on, on our loud Texas culture about what we're all about. And we started at the foundations about having this whole, um, you know, one family vibe and everything. I know that's massively helped, but during that, and it's still going on actually, even tomorrow we've got another big massive workshop for the whole company. And um, it's been about, um, uh, you know, the general culture and, 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 and different um, ways that staff, you know, should really be looking, to, well, hopefully looking to, to push the business forward and, and, and be on board, and I think that that's a that's a massive thing because if if you if they're not or people got different values, that's the word I was for values. Then it's uh, it's not going to help. But I think one of the things you mentioned there is you know you'd allowed certain things to happen, but I think that happens with so almost every business owner must have this. Where we we one of the things we've noticed is maybe that confrontation is is something that we could really work on or conflict conflict in any way that we need to address and sometimes you know jamie i'm sure you have been you've been busy you've got so many projects on the go things that are keeping you motivated the last thing you want to be doing is having to you know drag something and have a whole chat about conflict and, and everything so when it comes to how hr thing it, yeah with 30 staff my pa padders who everyone knows her loves her yeah she's the most loveliest person you've ever met in your life she spent her whole life dealing with hr whole life really yeah 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 yeah. and it's just like ridiculous like when you actually look back absolutely ridiculous yeah no that's it yeah and i think i think it's you know from business owners like yourself but i think even vice versa you know there's there's probably conflict can come from bottom or top you know people who want to say something from the bottom about how they're seeing things around them not being quite what it should be don't want to speak up because that could so i think that's that's something massively we're we're working on as well i think that that's uh, important as well i think yeah, we tried lots of things, and when you look back, you learn, don't you? You learn from experience, and we made some mistakes, and we, um, and yeah, I definitely learned from it, and definitely uh, you become a bit of a different person, really. And um, you know, I, I kind of it was nice is I kind of I like the person I am, I like what I've become, and I like I'm kind of I, I can look in the mirror and I'm proud of what what I believe in and what That's I'm trying to do. and. You trying to reflect that around you, and I suppose when you don't always get that back, or you get the digs, or you get the um, 
we used to have a suggestion box and Jesus, some of the suggestions that used to get put in there were unbelievable. We would be sitting there in a meeting talking about some ridiculous suggestion that someone had put in the box. And we'd, and we'd be having a full-blown conversation about it. It was and basically you're in a conversation about something that's absolute bollocks. You, you, you literally should have walked, you really should have walked out with that suggestion and gone to the staff, sorry, but this is bollocks. Whoever put this in, you do realise that. And you realise now with the team now, you don't need you don't need a suggestion box because they know that they're open to tell you anything at any time and you will listen to what they've got to say. And you that know that's the honesty. Yeah, you know it's coming from the right place. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so that's so I think you know you mentioned the so key things for you to say honesty, positivity, you know, being on board for the the journey, and all them things are, are massively important. I think if you're trying to succeed in Premier, yeah, it's a team game, isn't it? it is a you know, and I, I want to succeed for them, and they want to succeed for me. So that's yeah, true. You know, and that's what this is whole COVID thing has brought back is that I'm much more heavily involved with the day to day now. So I, I see a lot of what goes on, and I understand a lot of what goes on. And so I suppose it makes you a bit more objective to everything and you kind of, you understand a little bit more. And as I say, because the numbers are vastly reduced, you can work closer with the people you've got. And you, and then I hope, I mean, you'd have to ask them, but I believe that they would say, yeah, we can just talk to them about anything. We can just say, yeah. 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 And they Absolutely. listen, you know, and they do listen. Yeah. So, do you think that, I mean, I, I since I've worked in this industry, I'm only seven and a half years in, but I... Uh, I've firstly found, and I know you, you feel this way just because I've heard you, well, the amount of things you've said over the years, but I think, do you think our, our industry is quite a, a special industry in regard, like, because I, I, I found that I, I didn't realise when I first came on my first day, and some guy was showing me this handled travel mug, and he was pretty enthusiastic, and I was like, yeah, I mean, good, I mean yeah, it's a good plastic travel mug, that one, yeah, but you do sort of realise as you get further into it, or again, if you're, if you're that way minded or whatever, it's, it's a fantastic industry, but... What would you what would you say to anyone who's actually thinking to come into the industry? What what would you say makes our industry special? It's an amazing industry because of the friendships. Um, the I think when people talk about my LinkedIn thing, I get a lot of nice things said to me from suppliers because um, I think I stick up for suppliers quite a lot, and I understand it from there. I think a lot of distributors just see them as suppliers and don't actually understand the, the strife and the problems they have and how hard it is and how you can be more fair with the way that you deal with them so that actually the partnership works better. And I really believe in that. So what's happened for me in this industry is I've just, over 30 years, have just made unbelievable friends all throughout the industry. Yeah. And so they're not just people you're doing business with. They are your mates. They are literally, when I go to meetings, the amount of meetings I go to and I say to a customer, Oh, my mate would do that. And they look at you and I'm like, yeah, my mate does all my T-shirt printing. Oh, my mate makes all my leather goods. Oh, my mate. And and well, it probably sounds a bit chavvy or a bit crap, really. But it's true. They are my mates. You know, and I'll yeah, say, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll pull a favour for you on that because that's my mate. I can just bring him up and he'll just do that for you. But that is how, that is how it is. Works. It is good. Yeah, I think, I think the, um, it's funny to see how, like, competitors – um, you know, you know, companies alike or anything. Like that. We're not really. I think we've always just, been, you know, there's always been enough slice of the pie for I think everyone involved. And even even not, you know, you win some, you lose some. And you know, some of my best nights out have been with like, you know, some competitors that we've we've got. And it's yeah. not. It just I don't think we've, we've ever seen it like that. And you know, we we go to you obviously know like the promotional showcase shows that go around the country, yeah. or, you know, the big 
uh, promotional trade show now. They're all, you know, I'm stood in a room with loads of competitors, but honestly, like I say, the, the banter, the, the laughs, and I think you, you are, like, you almost feel like you're in a little family going around the country with these people, and you, you sort of really get to know them and know that they're all That's about That's right. But from my side, some of my best friends in the industry are competitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to the Ignite, the Ignite catalogue launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Richard Pettinger is, like, yeah. I mean, you know, he is a competitor in some ways, but he's just, he's one he's one of my greatest mates in the industry. And, yeah. you know, there's one guy who, all through COVID, I think we were mates, but not fantastic mates. Me and him have spoke every day during COVID. Who's that? Richard? No, and me and Mick from TC Group. Like, oh, yeah, Mick as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy you mind me mentioning, but we have spoke every day during COVID. It's good. No, it's nice, it is. And like I say, I think that's the thing, you're, you're all there to, you know, help each other along the journey as well. It's, you're all, I know it's a bit cliche, but you're all in the, the same boat in, in many respects, so. We're helping each other, and I've, you know, the thing that made us pivot during COVID come from one of my other mates who is a competitor, and he rang me and said, you know what, do you know what's selling really well? Hand sanitizers. We need to get some hand sanitizers. And I was like, what? And he was like, no, they're going mental. You need to get in early, get in early, get, get buying. I've got a way of getting them. Me and him did a whole, this really weird deal of getting these hand sanitizers from Turkey. And I also bought some from China. And literally, um, it all fell apart. It all went wrong, funny enough. It's one of the <laughs> COVID stories. But it all went horribly wrong and, and the stock didn't turn up. And uh, But he got me on the whole PPE thing and the whole, and it's because of a mate that got me on it that actually helped us get through it all. And yeah. that relationship was one of many years with a competitor. Yeah. Um, and he well, was a Sorry, I was going to say, just if you ever, um, I mean, we're way past that point now, but just at least to show you a various story to this, if you uh, if you do any hand sanitizer, we've got about um, 18 Olympic swimming pools worth in our warehouse. So, that's just the that's the opposite scale of getting. We got them. We definitely got them. Um, but yeah, so I'm not sure it's worked as well in our favour as we thought it would. But. I've got a few of them as well. Don't worry. So, but yeah. yeah. But no. But it's um, those friendships have pulled me through. The friendships with this is you're asking. I don't know what to say to someone coming to the industry. But what I can say is my friendships have helped me through the last year. All those friendships have been made during with. In our industry, with people in our industry, I've had people ringing up every day asking me how I am, am I all right, am I coping, am I... It's been amazing, really, and hopefully I've been doing the same with with friends and what have you. I've been ringing them, trying to pull them up, trying to... The reason me and Mick speak each each day is to encourage each other and tell each other what's going on. We share ideas. We do all sorts of stuff. But I also do that with several other people as well. And I, I kind of feel like I get odd calls. I had a call yesterday from a lady who I sold a bit of PPE to during and she asked me about a marketing agency and said, who do I go to? Who would you go to? And it's really nice that a competitor yeah. would ring me and ask me that. Yeah, yeah. And funny enough, I gave her a woman I knew who's absolutely brilliant. But yeah. in other industries, competitors wouldn't do that for you. No, you never I, I've never got that. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like, you know, I'm talking about something that happened to me like as I'm trying to plug it but I'm really not but I think um you may have seen the post I did about when when someone asks me if we don't have it there's no help for anyone for me to go goodbye that's it <laughs> see ya uh, like, you know because it's like oh but there is um do you know who does do it or who, who might I think you might be able to help you out because why would I why would I try and hinder that was brilliant though that post and that got so 
so much reaction to that post. But that was I, didn't, I didn't realize, honestly, Jamie, I did. I genuinely, it sounds like I'm Jimmy Bullshitter, but I did not realize when I, I didn't even asked because I was a bit like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure. Neil was like, honestly, Chris, believe me, I post what, what Simon had said. And um, from the bottom of my heart, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm being a bit cringe there. And I post, and I, I was just over, I didn't realize, obviously, how, you know, the impact of that. And, and, and sort of, speak, I think, in, in one frame, really, it, I think it does represent our industry. Uh, and what it's all about. That's a like that's a you want a rule of life. That's a rule of life. Rule of life is exactly what you've done. Refer everyone. If you can help them, you might not be able to make any money out of it, but refer them, give them someone who can help them because yeah. it's no skin off your nose to do that. It's no, but you know what? That person remember that you helped them, and it will come back round at some point. Yeah. WCM, yeah. WCMA will remember who are while we're on here are a wonderful company. Yeah, they they will remember that you helped them, so it all comes around. It's kind of karma. It's like an industry karma, and yeah, and I think I, people are short sighted with that as well. You just mentioned how it comes back around. I think sometimes people can't see past this point, and they're like, "Well, why should I be thinking? Well, come on, come on, let's think. You know, how how may this develop in the future?" And I think people struggle I, with that. But, but I intro people all the time. It, it, it's no. You get we get competitors ring us and say, I've got this, I need to get this product. How do I get this product? And you're like, do you know what? Sanso does that. I'll send an email now, I'll copy you into the email, is their detail. Yeah. It hasn't cost me anything to do that. It hasn't, you know, like five minutes of a time or ten minutes of a time. But you've helped two people. Yeah, no, hundred percent. No, I think it's that that is it's, it's massive, massive uh Massive thing for, for I think for anyone to learn that as well. So yeah, um, not just in, not just industry in life. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Sorry, yeah, not just for in our industry. Yeah, any anyone really needs to get on board with that idea because it will, like I say, it should always, as you say, karma come back around to to help you at another point in life. And and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least you, you should help everyone. Right. You should where you can. You should help everyone. Yeah. No, true. Well, to be honest, I mean, we've scared. I think we've already touched on different bits. But I was actually going to say, just to sort of get to, I know we're, we've done some, I mean, lovely chatting. I know we'd like for listening to, but I was going to try and just sort of round things up a little bit. So we've um, we've talked about, obviously, things you, you've done, your non-negotiable, things like that. But what would be, uh, would you say to, say, um, you know, say young Jamie started off, is there anything you'd say in terms of advice, the best bits of advice you've heard along the way that have, have helped you? So... The best bit of advice that I was ever given, I think you, you said you were going to ask me this question. Yeah. Um, and I think, I do believe it come from my dad, actually, the advice. Um, he said to me that you have to respect everyone and listen to everyone. Mm-hmm. And no matter what they look like, who they are, what they do, respect them and listen to them. And he said, you must always, I think I was, I, I think, do you know what I actually know? I, this come from, I actually know where it, I, I remember. I was in his shop and he was serving someone and the bloke said, he said, can I take your name, please? And the guy said, yeah, it's Mr. Burke. And I pissed myself laughing. I, like, I was in the back, I was about 14 or 15 and I just laughed. And I had one of my mates with me and we were both tittering like little school, school girls. Like. And my dad grabbed hold of me like literally physically, nowadays he'd have probably got done for assault by the other side. <laughs> <laughs> he literally grabbed hold of me and said, You show more respect for that. You, don't, you never do that again. Da, 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 da. And he gave me that bit of advice. And do you know what? That has served me so well in life. And I do, you know, I, I, I do quite a lot with, with charity with homeless and stuff like that and what have you. 
everyone's got a story, everyone's got, you know, background. background. You don't know what that you don't know what that that is. You don't know what that story is. And there's people out there who aren't as successful as me, who are far more intelligent than me. They just have chosen a different life. Well, they've been dealt different cards. Yeah, different cards, different. You just don't know, do you? You just don't know. And they may give you that one pearl, that one gem, that one little thing that that you, if you hadn't, if you weren't listening, and I hate rudeness, and I, funny enough, I do hate arrogance, even though I, Sometimes I'm a bit close to the edge sometimes. Not anymore, really, but I used to be. The idea of it, though, and, and people who really, truly are deep down arrogant is... Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I hate to see people who treat people badly, and I hate rudeness, and I hate all those things. Yeah. And, you, and yeah, it's paid for me in spades, all that, listening and, and showing respect and what have you. I, it's really helped in my life, and I just, I just think that's, that was the best... I've been given loads of advice. I've had who I talk about mentors and things like that. I've had many mentors in my life without even realising. I'm not I'm not paid for those mentors. Yeah. But I've had mentors. And it's only now as you get older you realise that they did they were mentoring you without even you realising it. And, yeah. um, and I, I wish when I was younger, I think in some ways I could be, I was a bit of a knob at times and I could have uh, I think I could have uh, I could have learned a bit more a bit quicker. Um, a bit carried away with myself. Um, I think everyone's like when you're younger, you think probably you know you know best, and you know you're not as much of a sponge. Life was all about having a good time for a while, and um, you sometimes I, I I let that get the better of me. So <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, and so you just and you have to learn that, don't you? You have to learn the hard way. My yeah. wife's very much. Uh, she knocks me down a peg or two sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone, needs that, everyone gets carried away, don't they? Need... Oh, yeah, no, okay. Back to where I was, sorry, yeah, yeah. So, you yeah. know, those, those things are good. And you, um, yeah, but that, that was definitely the best bit of advice, definitely. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I mean, I've already uh, asked, obviously, your advice and we've obviously what, what you give younger Jamie. I think that, that those things are it, isn't it? Just listen more and... Uh, yeah, and, and and I think you've you've mentioned loads of different things without even going on a direct advice about the whole just you know having respect or being positive. So there's a lot, there's so much like nuggets of like things that I think people to take on. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, I was gonna yeah, really just wanted to just round things up, really, Jamie, a bit more uh, lighthearted if anything. Um, I was just gonna ask you uh, just a simple question, Jamie. Just Desert Island film. I'm just wondering what you uh, what film would you you can only have one film on a desert island. What what are you taking with you? There is only one as well that I would have. There's only one. Go on. My favourite all-time film is a very strange one. Is right. a transporting. Oh really? With um, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. The live life. Which is about which is about heroin addiction. Which is um... that's some, there you are, Jamie. That sums you up. Everyone knows now. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Why? Why? Just because it's just a great. It is a great film to be fair. It's just a fantastic film, and the irony and the uh, sarcasm and the yeah. I, 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 do you know what? When I'm a bit down, I always watch it, and it always cheers me up. And it's, to be fair, uh, I'd watch it in that respect to be saying, uh, "I could be there." To be fair, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It's just a film that people go, "What that film? It's awful. I don't get it, or what have yeah. you." Oh no, I love the film. I think my problem is, I think I get, um, especially if I'm. You just said then when you're down, or you know, I can, I can get with. Um, 
not everyone gets it, but I get like oh, depression from my alcohol depression. Do you know what, next day, and if I, I think if I watch a film like that, I need something like obviously really manly this Jamie, but I I, I probably need to like watch a musical or something rather than a heroin addiction sort of based film. I'm not a great musical fan, I've got to be honest, but yeah, no, neither, neither am I. I was talking about friends. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you guys know what your favourite film is now, so. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Um, oh, no, you've, you've had time to think about this. While we're, uh, on, uh, while we're on this now, I can put in that Ryan's favourite film, if everyone knows Ryan. Go on, go on. Picture Perfect. Picture Perfect. Oh, Picture Perfect, really? <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, uh, yeah, as again, I was speaking about my friend who likes musicals, obviously not me, then he's, to be fair, he, he's got the same taste as my friend by the sounds of things. <laughs> 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 uh, no, to be fair, do you know what? Again, in fact, as I'm saying to you, it's not a very, it's a bit of a bleak one, but it's just such a great for It's Shawshank Redemption. I know it's a bit cliche, everyone seems to say it, but that it, when you see the governor's face and he's realizing every bit of his life is gone tits up and he's he's what he's just one, he's just one completely. And that that is, yeah, what a, what a film that no, that's is. A great, no, I'll give you that one, that's a great, yeah. no, like, I, like, I like a twist. Yeah, I like, I, there's, there's some great ones out there, to be honest. There yes. are some great it is train spoiler always for some reason. I always go back to it. I always great. I always remember watching, I think I watched it quite young, and I remember the, the baby on the ceiling and stuff again. I, I think at the time I was like, Oh, what is going on here? But it, no, it is like I suspect. I think you appreciate it as, as well when you get older and you just like it's, it's such a, it is just a, a, a amazing. Is it Danny Boyle? That it is, yeah. It's Danny Boyle. I, I, I asked it my daughter the other week, she'd never watched it, and she didn't get me at all. She was like, <laughs> Are you all right? Are you all right, hon? <laughs> I, don't really get it. I don't really get what you find so great about this and it's like no you, well that's you know, it though isn't it that's that's your film that's your that's what it means to you and it's yeah that's that's what's good i, like, I quite like that um, british british comedy british humor is the best five miles like, like yeah you know it is yeah i think the americans I, sort of have, they they even admit that they say the british humor is we just have something different i think i don't get it i don't get all the american stuff to be honest. It's, uh, yeah it's not it's not for me are you a rerun, a reruns of um, only Phil's and Horses type of guy? Or are you? Oh, <laughs> but, uh, right, cool. Jamie, I was just going to say, um, unless you've got anything else you want to particularly mention, or... Well, you, uh, you haven't mentioned the hot topic at the moment, have you? Uh, I thought, is there anything particularly happened in our industry that it may have been something you wanted to discuss? Or <laughs> No, go on. You, 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 your platform is yours, and um, yeah, I, I may stay... Politically, you know, neutral on this, but I, I am, you know, this is from anyone's perspective. I, I think I know what you're, you, you're going to mention, and I did obviously, you know, you, you go, go ahead there. Yeah, I, I, hard for suppliers to mention. Again, this is where I'll probably come into the fact that I can and I have a, a very distinct opinion on this. But um, obviously, we've got a big phoenix happening in the industry at the moment, not for the first time. And to be fair, it's not just a go at those people. They, they've done it. They've kind of. The thing that irritates me most about it, people have trouble in business, people have money troubles, people, we've all been there, I've had them, um, and, and that's without, I can tell you there's been times where I thought, cool, this could really go badly for us, and it's the way you deal with it, and it's the way, you, it's your honesty thing again, it's your humility, it's all that. Just on that point, I mean, I, I know there was a particular post recently, but there was something you mentioned on that, and I, this was pre my time in the industry, but you said CMC, you, you know, you did a what 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 was was the CMC situation where you again had just seen that they handled it in a way that you weren't happy with or CMC was an amazing one because CMC were a big company um, and they just busted it for all the wrong you know they busted they were all fine they were still driving around in their Bentleys and their whatevers 
um, and they and they just slaughtered the industry for you know hundreds of thousands of pounds. And I don't know what the figure ended up being, but it was a lot. And then they thought that they were going to Phoenix and start up again. It's the only time, and it is the only time it has happened, the industry turned against them. So basically, no one would deal with them. They literally, because it was so deliberate and so the industry just turned against them and no one would supply them. So they basically started up again and failed. They failed within weeks, mm-hmm. not months, weeks. As we said earlier, the suppliers are my friends. Um, there's ways of doing business, and that isn't the way of doing business. Um, yeah. so I just got, I've just got a particular and you know, bright, the old man thing comes out here, but I am, it pisses me off. Like, no, it is tough, and I, and I think to be honest, Jamie, regardless, let's say this industry, that particular situation, a different industry, no matter what it was, I think what you're really saying, what you're describing, is, is a, it, it's about you again, really, in regards to what you stand for. Um, you know what what you think of our industry how you respect our industry so I think everything you're saying there regards to what this you know exact situation is it, it represents you as a as a as a person as well and what you stand for and I think that that's why it's important but and also the fact that you'd like to think if anything ever happened heaven forbid that it's how you would conduct yourself so it's it's again it's more a representation of what you how you would you know want. I dread to think of it happening and I dread to think I, I, well, I, I know what I'm like. I get, when I'm under stress, I get a, I, I'll be thrown up in the toilet. Um, you know, it's I, I know that I would be like that, and that I would I, I'd imagine I, I would be making a series of very emotional phone calls um, to friends saying, "Shit, I've popped up." I do know that there's people in our industry who've had that situation, who have gone bust and have made those emotional phone calls and have. There are people who've done that. So you can do it. You can do it that way and you can do it the proper way. And you can, even though it's a horrible situation, even though not everyone's going to be happy that you've done it, you can make it better for yourself. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. I have a problem with, if I'm honest. That's the bit. That's the yeah. Bit. It's, it's, the, it's the humility part of it, isn't it? It's the, um, it's a, it's a wonderful, you asked earlier, it's a wonderful industry. It's a lovely industry. It's a very lucky industry that we're. That it's such a great industry, and um, yeah, you don't need you don't need that. You don't, you don't need people doing that kind of thing, really. Yeah, oh, I get it. I completely get it. And then I'm just honest, Jamie. Like on that note, I mean, I, I thank you for um, again. Like I say, it's, it is your episode. It, you know, I'm glad. Like I say, sharing that type of thing again, it just shows your 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 passion, really. And, and I think in any element, whatever you're dealing with, and it's um, yeah, we I, you know appreciate that. And I'll be honest, Jamie. And this is the just to, to round things up. I actually I did do a bit of research. And I, I heard something you were saying the other day. You've actually said it in the middle of this at some stage. You actually said about the whole uh, um, tomorrow's another day. So not to be too kissy. Speaking of being sick. Um, but I actually, do you know what? It, it is the amount of times I, I've, I've, you know, recently, I've, I've again overtaken this, whatever it would be, having having a daughter, having, you know, job pressures, whatever it would be, just life in general. But there is so many times that even just this week alone, I've done, you know, tomorrow's another day. And I think that is, that's something I've actually learned from even just news. That's, I hope that people listening to this, if they can take little bits of things you've said about the, you know, the positivity and um, giving it your all and, 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 and whatever else, we, you know, whatever the things you've skirted around about being open minded to, be on board with different things. I think I hope people can listen to all these things and and see a, a person like yourself. You know where you got to. You mentioned before about looking in the mirror, about being happy, and I think that's absolutely massive. Uh, for, once people can do that, 
I think they're they're onto an absolute winner. So uh, me included, to be honest. So yeah, no, I, I definitely I think I'll work on that as well. So, um, but yeah, no, Jamie, honestly, yeah, thank you again for your time, and um, yeah, I hope everyone, if, if you have listened, managed to tune in. Thank you for listening, and uh, so listen to any of my rambles and times, and um, yeah, I just hope it's been useful for anyone listening, really, and like for myself. So. Um, yeah, on that note, I'd like to uh, yeah say bye and, and, and thank you again and, and thank you for listening to another Industry Insights podcast. Cheers, Jamie. Bye, thank you. Uh, thanks.